0: milstein's army is coming to vancouver and hey that's okay because as jason Botchford once said we need an army r.i.p botch we love you and we love you the listener as well it's begsy and that's bowen and you're listening to locked on canucks you're locked on canucks your daily podcast on the vancouver canucks part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hello and thanks for hitting the play button on today's episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and part-time credentialed media member for Daily High Vancouver. And before we want to dive in the show, we want to thank you for listening to Locked On Canucks, your team every day. Every day. Every day, buddy. (laughs) Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's show, we're going to get into two Dan Milstein clients who could potentially be joining the Vancouver Canucks. Are they good fits? We also want to dive into what defines success. One thing I know that defines success is doing a podcast with Kyle Bowen. What's going on, buddy?
1: Not much, not much. Just chilling, about to talk some Canucks. We'll get to the comments at the end of the show because we saved the best for last. And Yeah, the people who comment on the show, like the show, subscribe to the show. They're the best people in the world. There's a chance that I enjoy them more than I do enjoy my family and my dogs and my friends. Yo, Begsy, why why do you look like you're about to go to court to settle on a number in regards to a recent divorce? For real, dude. You <laughs> you look like you're going through something right now. Did you
0: are, oh, you, are you and your
1: girl still together or what?
0: Yeah, honestly, it's you know <laughs> I'm I'm at that other office today in my day job. I have a main yeah. office and I have that other office, so I just I just got to book out whatever meeting rooms available and. Hey. Uh, I know I'm wearing a gray suit. i got a gray blank wall behind me. It's oh, very, yeah. very gray, man. It's very oh, gray, dude. which which isn't really uh, the mood for this episode because, A, it's sunny outside, and, B, we're talking about how we're going to make this team better next season. Okay? Mm-hmm. Kyle, like, maybe I want to ask you off the hop before we get into two those two Dan Milstein clients who were in rumors last week. You know, if, if you're going to make a priority in the offseason between – a top-four defenseman, and a third-line center. What should the priority be for the Vancouver Canucks?
1: Dude, it's easy, bro. Top-four defenseman, man. Let's go, dude. Let's not Let's not be crazy here. I understand the importance of a third-line center and that depth down the middle, especially in a season where, again, it matters. Next season matters. Embrace that, Vancouver Canucks fans. Next season matters. But come on. This team has ignored the back end for so, so, so long, so many years, year after year after year. If they have a chance to do something, back there and get another top four guy they gotta do it and i think you're bringing this up because that dan how do you say his last name milstein am i saying that right
0: and milstein yeah yeah, milstein, you got it buddy. i feel
1: as if he has a candidate on defense and a candidate down the middle so i'm gonna ask that question back to you what do you think they should do
0: yeah i i mean i i hate agreeing with you but i do agree with <laughs> you and you know part of the reason i do agree i i think both positions are important to be honest with you i don't think the Canucks, they can't trot out the same defense. We all know that. But again, I think trotting out Sheldon Drys or Nils Amon as your third line center next year is also not really a recipe for success. So I actually think both spots are pretty important. But the reason I lean towards prioritizing a top four defenseman is because honestly, they cost more money and they're harder to find. You know, And and one of the guys we're talking mm-hmm, about, true. Vladislav Gavrikov, and, and again, the reason we're talking about this, Rick Dollywall, Czech TV last week, uh, and he's mentioned this a couple times, but it came up again last week. Two Dan Milstein clients, uh, defenseman Vladislav Gavrikov and forward Ivan Barbashev. One is Gavrikov again, top four defenseman. Barbashev, third line center. Uh, Both are Milstein clients, and apparently the Canucks have asked Milstein about both players. Again, they're currently playing on (laughs) playoff teams. Are they allowed to do that? (laughs) That's a great question. It's a great question. Dollywall's just got the scoops, okay? I I don't know what's allowed and what's not. Rick
1: Dollywall has to be one of the most... NHL and he happens to come out of the city of Vancouver, wherever he lives. I'm so sick and tired of that narrative. I think I just only hear it in this industry, like the entertainment industry, where it's like, oh, nobody's made it out of Vancouver, nobody's made it out of In. Dude, Rick Dollywall's that guy across the NHL. Okay.
0: Yeah, 100. He's he's got some scoops, and uh, yeah, again, he's really dialed in with the agents specifically. So you know, he's he's going to Milstein, and it's interesting to hear that the Canucks have shown interest in both. And I'm not surprised. I mean, those are the two most glaring needs on the roster. I mean, Gavrikov is probably going to be the top left shot defenseman available on the market in unrestricted free agency. I went through it a couple weeks ago. I don't have the list in front of me, but I'm just going to say this. It's a (laughs) shallow pool. (laughs) There are not a lot of options up there to upgrade your defense and find legitimate top four defensemen in free agency. And a guy like Gavrikov too, again, he's put up some points, he's put up some numbers, but the defensive side of the puck is where he really shines. And I've watched him a couple times this season, but especially in that last game where the Canucks played LA, and oh, I think we got outshot again, thirty-seven to six after two periods, something stupid like that. Gavrikov, Gavrikov really stood out to me in terms of just being incredibly physical and solid on the boards, making smart plays, get the puck out of the zone. But again, is he going to be worth five to six million dollars a season? Because that's probably what he's getting on the open market. And again, this is a team that just acquired Philip Peronick. They have Quinn Hughes on their defense. Ethan Bears up for a new contract, and then oh, by the way, you're paying Ekman Larson and Myers oh. a combined thirteen point two six million dollars. So it's a priority. But are the Canucks going to be able to swing it signing a guy like Gavrikov or acquire another top four defenseman at a cap of five six million bucks a season? I don't know.
1: Tough. I don't know. It's going to be tough, especially for the most expensive team in hockey, which is your Vancouver Canucks, and that's going into next season. They're already capped out. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But can they do it? Of course, they can, of course they can because I do believe that Aquilini is going all in again and it's going to cost him a lot of money to a player that he's not going to use. And I think it's maybe a little simpler to do the whole Myers thing, but come on, they're going to get off of him in one year. I think they can bite that. Oliver ekman Oliver larson is no longer a Vancouver Canucks. Let, let's get used to that. It's the truth. They got to make a move. They got to make a move and they got to replace him and replace that money right away. That's what they're going to do with another guy that can play defense. Now, I am worried though cuz the way you were you're hyping this dude up in typical Canucks fashion are we going to give this guy a 6-year deal worth 7 mil per year? What's going to happen here? This is this is re- real dangerous territory. Beggs, I know you don't have the research in front of you, but we really have to dive into some of the bargain deals they can sign
0: to yeah, get this done. Yeah, honestly, the reason why again I was kind of prioritizing a top four defenseman like Gabrikov is cuz I think it's easier to find those well it is easier to find those bottom six forwards especially well I was going to say especially centers that's not true but it's easier to find a bottom six forward than it is a top four defenseman mm-hmm. and so it kind of leads us into you know the other guy in the rumors which is Ivan Barbashev so you know Barbashev right now he's not even a third line center he's a top six winger for the Vegas <laughs> Golden Knights oh, man. we're clearly missing uh, Mark Stone at the moment but you know Barbashev has four points uh sorry four goals 10 points in 14 games for the Golden Knights, playing almost 18 minutes a night. But he's only taken uh, nine face-offs over those 14 games. So he is a top-six winger for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, he's a player that certainly has value, but he kind of screams to me as that classic guy who gets overpaid on the free agent market. Oh, yeah, dude. You know? He, so, yo, Gavrikov, again, it might be worth the money because I just don't think there are a lot of 27-year-old... Well, there are not a lot of 27-year-old unrestricted free agent defensemen who can skate and are incredibly solid defensively. Guys like Barbashev, they're easy to find.
1: For real, that's that's something that seems like can, that, like it could happen if, especially if the Canucks do move off of some salary. I think they can replace OEL with the defenseman, but maybe that type of player is somebody that you bring in after you get rid of a Connor Garland or a Brock Besser to fit yeah, a need down the middle. And man, I heard this. On Sportsnet 650 yesterday, I think Bick said it. And I think, I think it's true. You know, every off season is the most important off season in franchise history, but man, oh man, this off season is really the most important time in this in this what fifty? How long has this team been around? Fifty four years, fifty five years in the history of the Vancouver Canucks. Because next season matters so much. Next season matters so much. I'm gonna bring it up too. Okay, they're gonna make all these all these effing moves. All these moves. And before they do so, part of me wants them to prioritize actually signing Pedersen first. Because if they make these moves without signing Pedersen and they're like, you know what? He's still in RFA at the end of next season. We'll make it work. We have a lot of time. Dude, that's putting a lot of pressure, even more pressure on the success for next season because if they don't have that guy locked up and next season kind of blows up in in their face, which is, you know, Vancouver Canucks hockey right there. (laughs) We might lose Pedersen for who? Barbashev? For... You know what I'm saying for Gabrikov yeah. or another guy. They, I can't. You know, saying this out loud actually, I'm happy because now we can put it out in the universe. Before you sign anyone, sign Patterson. The truth. Yeah, yeah
0: he's he's priority number one, yeah. two, and three this off season. You know, get yeah. him locked up, and, and you know maybe there's a debate to be had about him too, like. Oh, I don't know. Uh, no, you should what, lock what up What debate?
1: What do you mean? What are you talking about? That's power well, number he,
0: one. You just do here's it. Here's the thing. It's hedging your bets. I think we all in this market think Patterson is going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread you uh, know, moving duh, forward. Right? He is. Um, again, we talked yesterday about how he's potentially a heart candidate this season. You did. You did. He, I he, I did. I didn't say that. You did. I did. I did. But it's yeah. a fair conversation, man. It's a fair conversation. Is he going to be that good next season? Oh my You know, like, does he have an even better year Get to break, dude. Get to break. This
1: guy's putting this out there, man.
0: I'm just saying. Come on, just because you're going through it, Mr. Gray.
1: Mr. Gray, just because you're going through it today (laughs) and you got a huge court hearing in a couple minutes, you know, come on, bro. Don't don't put that out there, bro. This is
0: the court of Pedersen right now. Dude,
1: Pedersen is going to get better. It's pretty obvious. This guy's wired differently. His off-season regimen is changed. I think he's going to do the same. And I think the guy wants to win. I think... He, I don't think he's glued in. I don't think he's scoping Twitter, scoping social media, watching TSN, Sportsnet, listening to the radio all day. But I feel as if he's heard the noise. Congratulations, Pedersen. You're on a 12-game point streak. Your team is winning games in March and February. Who cares? Who cares? I think here's here's the noise. If you really want to be one of the best players in the league, do it when the pressure's on. Do it in October and November. Because we've seen this song and dance before. We saw it last year. We saw it last year. And I, now, I know he's capable of doing it from the start, and we kind of saw that this year, too. He's been good all season, but get the wins. Make sure these things matter. And remember, whatever he's doing this season, it will actually only be remembered if next season's good and the year after that, when they actually turn the page. But for now, there's a real good chance that this could be a forgotten, forgotten season. For real.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and at the end of the day, in terms of Peterson's contract, I think he has earned... Earn the right to have an extension this offseason. Uh, yeah. And I with think what he's done gonna... for this team. And, and again, if they want him here long term, they got to show, they got to put their best foot forward. Yeah. Not have this drag out into the end of next season. So I'm, yeah. again, I'm just being realistic, Begsy. You might you're not like a, it. You're I'm, being just an, saying, an A-hole, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, he's had a really good season. Might be hard to be, he's going to be good next season, but it might be hard to be this good. Just saying.
1: You deserve to go to
0: hell, dude. Cut the
1: break.
0: <laughs> Cut the break. Dude. All right. So, again, a team like the Canucks, they've struggled over the past 10 years. But, Kyle, I wanted to have a bit of an interesting debate with you. And uh, we'll get about that after the break. It has to do with success. But yes, sir. before we do that, I need to tell you that the midway point of the NBA season is here. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Whether you want to bet on my Portland Trailblazers, whether you want to bet on the Golden State Warriors, or whether you want to bet on
1: LeBron James, James.
0: FanDuel lets you do that by combining your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlays. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA.
1: One love, one love, best of luck, win some money, use FanDuel responsibly, sending blessings your way. You're back on LockedOn Canucks, Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, Going through it right now, as you can tell, great background, gray suit. He's te- he's not telling me something, and it's okay because it's, it's personal. You know, family, hide that stuff, right? Keep it in the background. It is what it is. I'm wishing you the best in life. You want to talk about success in sports and the question if championships are the only things that matter. And I can't believe this is a debate because, duh, championships are the only thing that matter. Real talk, Trevor.
0: Yeah, so— I'm going to push back on this a bit, and let me first give a shout out to you know where I heard this question or heard this conversation. So I'm I'm a big fan of the Around the NFL podcast. Uh, they've been doing it for a long time, Kyle. I hope you and I are doing this for a decade, uh, like oh, they've been doing it dude, over at Around the with NFL me for
1: seven more decades, man. We're
0: <laughs> that's doing all right this, with me, yeah. Buddy. We're doing that's this over one hundred, yeah. <laughs> um, but really, they they had a, a listener ask the question: Are championships the only thing that matter? And really. My my gut was to lean with you, Kyle, but you know at the end of the day, it's sports. Okay, sports is supposed to be fun. If all you do is stress about your team winning a championship and that's all that consumes you, sports is not going to become enjoyable. And I think we've seen even this season, you know, some fans online talking about checking out. We're seeing that you know the Canucks had a sellout streak for like ten years plus through yeah. the West Coast Express in the city in years. the games aren't selling out anymore. They're get, they're getting close. They're certainly close to capacity. But they're not selling out anymore. Mm-hmm. I guess the I guess the point I want to make in that in the other hosts around the NFL, some of them made it. it was it was definitely a debate. But I sh- I think championships shouldn't be the only thing that matters because realistically, you know, one your team's going to win a championship once every 32 years if you're an average team. Obviously, the Canucks are a below average team because <laughs> they haven't won a championship in in 50 Ever. plus years. So all I'm saying is. The the definition of succession not necessarily be tied to championships because winning a championship is really, really, really hard to do, especially in hockey. Yeah. I, would, I still think it's the hardest trophy to win in sports. So, yeah, I, I think if you're a fan and you want to enjoy hockey, you want to enjoy the Vancouver Canucks, you want to enjoy lockdown Canucks, you got to enjoy a bit more of the day-to-day, you know, the ups and downs of a season. Uh, the ups and downs of the playoffs. You got, you got to enjoy a bit more individual. Oh my god, dude! You are moments, such an optimistic
1: person, bro. This is what happens when you have children, right? It's all, it's all good. It's all about. Wow, you just, it, you it, just started it, this it, episode it, talking it, about how gray and pessimistic you, I am. You know, which yeah, one am I?
0: If, oh, if, if, which one am I? If you
1: have the chance to wake up in the morning and smell the roses and smell the fresh air, you already won in life. Who cares if your sports team is a championship contending team? Who cares, right? Who cares, man? You, you don't want to be miserable. Don't worry about. Don't worry about championships. Worry about if you're having fun, right? If you're having fun or not. And even if you're not having fun, at least your team tried their hardest, right? Tried their hardest. They don't owe you anything. They don't owe you anything, right? They're doing it for themselves. They, they, they got their own intentions. They don't. Who cares, right? Trevor, relax, buddy. Championships matter. And this is the attitude, Trevor. You can't be putting this stuff out there. Ten minutes ago, you talked about how, oh, is going to have... And as good as a season as you had this year, now you're talking about oh, championships don't matter. Bro, don't bring that BS to Vancouver, okay? For real, championships matter. They only oh, matter. Oh, okay, Yeah, I'll be now,
0: the only thing that matters. They, 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 dude,
1: you're, we're in a competitive—I'm not playing the sport, but, you know, we're in a competitive environment. For real, we're trying to be the best, right? Come on, bro. We grew up in, in the era, right? Pokemon. I want to be the very best that no one no ever one was. Ever and then the Gatorade commercial, right? What was that commercial? Anything you can do, I can do better. Anything you can do, I- Bro, these things matter. Now, I will say, there's levels to it, right? There's levels to it. And before you can compete for a championship, you need to be able to compete. And that's the first thing that really matters. Being competitive. Year after year after year after year, it matters. Because that allows you to get into the dance and actually compete for a championship, stages, and if you look at some of the past Stanley Cup champions, I'll look at like, you know, Boston, not Boston, sorry. I'll look at St. Louis and Washington over the last, what, like six, seven years, they won Stanley Cups. Look look at those teams, bro. Year after year after year, they made the playoffs. I think St. Louis made the playoffs maybe like, but like, you know, there was a stretch there. I think when we were when we were growing up, where like St. Louis made the playoffs for like 30 years straight or something, something crazy. Look at Washington, they were always in. You got to get to that level before you can get to the dance and really, really win a championship. So, I will say that, that the goal is to win the championship, but again, the first goal has to be, you got to be competitive because that's when it's really fun. That's when it's really fun.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the point I wanted to make. And again, in terms of the Vancouver Canucks as well, is that, you know, again, there's this big, big podcast and big expose on the West Coast Express area who did, you know, next to nothing in the playoffs aside from winning one round. Oof. But Ugh. that line is incredibly celebrated for the success they brought to this market. Uh, they put yeah. butts back in seats in the city. Yeah, You know, the Sedins as well. I mean, that was magical what they brought to the city. If you're a fan of hockey, if you're a fan of the Canucks, you were proud that the Sedin twins were uh, one of your own. Mm -hmm. You know, like those guys, those moments should still be celebrated, even if there wasn't a championship. Yeah, of course we all want a championship. I'm just saying it's not the only thing that matters. You got to smell the roses along the way and enjoy the journey a little bit.
1: Yeah, you do. And that's just a good life lesson as well. I think you should always have goals and reach for the stars uh, but again, if you're doing your best and competitive, you should be able to, you know, enjoy the moment uh, for a bit. But again, you know, you, you brought up the West Coast Express, and you brought up Henrik and Daniel. I don't. Maybe this is too harsh of a thing to say, but I'll say it. I'll say it, bro. In a hundred years, let's say the Canucks win two or three cups. In a hundred years, let's say, whatever, right? Let's say that happens. Maybe we'll use the example like fifty years. Maybe. In the next 50 years, the Canucks win two cups, right? I'm not going to say the Sedin Twins or the West Coast Express is going to be forgotten, but they may be forgotten because a new standard will be brought into town and those things will matter less. The bar is pretty damn low in Vancouver. It really is. Now, the West Coast Express, super exciting. We were so close to the action. But really, really only a top, top line for what? A year and a half? A season and a half. Let's
0: be real. It's the truth. Yeah, they had about, I'd say they had two really, really good seasons, right? And then... Um, maybe three.
1: And then Henrik and Daniel, they had one good run in the playoffs. They won a couple awards, which does add to the legacy. They actually won real awards. Real awards. They'll be remembered for a longer time. And they're not. The, they're in the Hall of Fame. And the story is incredible. Maybe their legacy will last, well, they will, you know, last a lot longer, especially if the Canucks somehow do, do win some cups and it gets kind of Clogged up, and we're talking about the history of the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, the Sedin's will ha- always have a legacy, but again, the chances are high that when that does happen, things will be forgotten that were, eh, great but not historic.
0: Yeah. Well, I hope that's the case. If if the Sedin's being quote unquote forgotten, and you know, again, we say that with in quotations, the Sedin's will never truly be forgotten. But if they become forgotten because the Canucks are winning championships. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's just let's just hope that that's the case, buddy. Maybe let us know in the comments what defines your fandom. Is our ch- championships the only thing that matters, or you know, do you stop and smell those roses along the way? Do you enjoy some of the little moments as well? I'm gonna guess if you're listening to Locked On Canucks, your team every day, a daily podcast about the Canucks, that you probably care about some of the little things as well. Yeah. Um, and our last segment, again, Kyle, you 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 say it, man. You, we're saving the best for last. Why are we doing that?
1: Because it's all about the people. We're not here without you. Speaking of which, hit the like button so we can cover Trevor's legal fees because he's really going through it. He's going through it, and we need <laughs> we need that support. And the like goes a long way. Hit the subscribe button, and always comment. yo. Know, comment if you're watching this and you want to chime in. Love us or hate us. React to our questions. It doesn't matter. Go Canucks go, and after this break, we will be talking about those comments. You're listening to Locked on Canucks. You're watching Locked on Canucks. Here on YouTube, again, subscribe, like, Trevor Bags, Kyle Bowen. Let's go to the comments, right? Let's go to the comments. First off, we have this guy, right? Stefan Johansson. Great episode, guys. But Trevor, you got to stop hating Eric Carlson. Cheers and, a lots and lots of greetings from Sweden. I did respond to him. I said, yo, sometimes Trevor is from Sweden and sometimes he's from Finland. For real. It's just the truth. Trevor's a hater. Trevor's a hater. Real talk. And then we had this guy. I I don't know how to pronounce the name, but he was really talking about how down the stretch here he doesn't care about these games. It's really just him focusing on Pedersen picking up points, which is fun stuff. Fun stuff. If you're a fan of the team, that may be the only attracting thing going down the stretch here for your team. And I I really hope that Pedersen does pick up a lot more points here and just make it fun for the people who are watching. And he deserves it, man. Pad the stats. The guy's... He's only been here for a short time, but again, I do appreciate the effort. I appreciate how he puts his body on the line, picks up the points. He's the hardest working team player on the team. All the best to Patterson, man. He's the real deal.
0: Yeah, I'll touch on the first comment first from Stefan. Yeah, I was probably a little mean to Eric Carlson in that episode, but I will say, so when I was covering my final game of the season in the booth, it was that 7-2 thumping of the Sharks. I was talking to one of the reporters about, oh, I'm just not a fan of Eric Carlson's defensive game, and yeah. Know, the stats back it up. He's not even at the rate he's scoring at. He's not outscoring his problems. Um, and then so there was one play where he, he was on the power play, and oh it was when God. Sheldon Dry scored a shorthanded goal, like let like less than a minute left in regulation, and Eric Carlson just pretty much let Sel- Sheldon Drys walk him, and uh, he went back backhand upstairs on Reimer. And the re- the point the reporter made to, uh, beside me was that. You know, maybe he was just leaving Reimer out to dry, you know, which is fair, which is fair. So I was like, oh, maybe maybe Carlson's just doing it to get back at James Reimer. It yeah. doesn't really explain the other 65 plus games of the season before then, but, uh, you know, maybe it explained it in that instance.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't believe you actually think that he's not going to win the Norse, even if he does put up 100 points. That's just, that's just something that's going to change the game. We appreciate the comments down below. Comment corner, always at the end of the show. Hit the like button, hit subscribe. And yeah, just 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 support Trevor, man. We're trying to put bacon on his table and again support him through this struggle, man. I really hope you're gonna get through whatever you're going through here, man.
0: Yeah, for, for you listening on audio only, it kind of just ragged on me because I'm <laughs> wearing a gray suit. I mean, come on, buddy, come on. It's gray life, suit,
1: gray this, background. This you is look my wedding suit. You look this is literally my bro, wedding you suit. You look man. like, like you're in what what's it called? Not detention, but you know what I'm saying? Like you're about to get <laughs> you're about to get interviewed for something that you did. And it's, it's tough, man. It's tough. I know sometimes it gets tough out there and I know as men, you know, we tend to, I know it's changing, but we tend to hide things, right? We don't want to express our feelings. Mm -hmm. We want to just handle it on our own, but I just want you to know, Begsy, that I got you, man. So if you ever need to talk, you know my number, 778, beep, 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 beep.
0: Uh, I'm glad you got me and uh, you listening out there. We got you on Lock Dog Canucks, your team every day. And we want to thank you again for listening to this episode of Locked On Canucks. Now make your second listen, game to game, Locked On NHL. Every moment, every performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across Locked On NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. I'm Trevor Banks, he's Kyle Bowen, and we thank you for listening to this episode of Locked On.
1: Canucks. Peace, peace, peace. If you're from the West Coast, go for a walk today, smell the air, and live your best life. Locked on Canucks. Peace.
0: You're Locked on Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.